Welcome to Movie the Podcast. That's right, Movie the Podcast. Happy Father's Day, Happy Juneteenth, Happy Pride Month to all the gay black dads out there. <laughs> we're really batting for the cycle. Um, it's like they just tried to cram them all in one month. Yeah, just yeah. Like, and really just make it today. Yeah. Uh, we watch. It's the final. Is it the final? It's not the final week of the summer of speed, is it? Ten no, ultimate. Sean. Sean has a has a picture. Oh, okay. Well, so got one more week. Ultimate week of summer of speed and this week we watched death race 2000 starring roger corman death race death race death race 2000 and (laughs) starring the guy from cobra kai and starring the guy from kung fu and starring the guy the girl from eating raul that's it yeah that's that's right right. but that's uh i totally forgot about that but here we are in 79 of the greatest minutes of cinematic history. Yeah, I, I maybe one of the best movies we've had on the show. Yeah, okay. Five, yeah, okay. So this is this is how this episode's gonna go. I I I I know we you, we all just said this before we started recording, but I Alex not here, uh, unfortunately, and I'm dying to know what he thought of the movie, but I don't think he watched it. No, because he does like his dystopias, and this Love is yeah. very dystopian. Loves them. But then again, he likes the like apocalyptic. He likes like, dystopia. sad dystopias, right? Right. So this is more like ironic satirical. dystopia. And we'll get into it. But Gogs Gogs made a, a good observation, at least something that I, I, def, I definitely picked up on. But this is a very, and I know that that uh, Miller. Well, I guess he was writing at the same time. But this felt like a very Frank Millery satire. Of like oh, one you know, million American, percent, you know I mean? yeah. I, My if th- dear, if this friend. isn't you know, I mean, I'm sure he's a fan of this movie, but this felt like you the know, president satire- is the dark. The, the whole thing is the Dark Knight Returns. Like the, I think yeah. the car race in Dark Knight Returns is the direct fucking reference to this movie. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. That's a great point. Because like, why else is that in there? Yeah, and and even like the, I felt like there's a lot of like Martha Washington in this movie. Oh like, yeah. Like I, it felt very Frank Miller. Yeah, it's Thomasina close. Payne. Yeah, yeah, one million right, percent. Exactly. The yeah, well, like in, in a good way. I don't mean that at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll get into it. Um, I think this is going to be a uh, Chris Farley uh, style episode of this because I think all three of us really like the movie. Oh my yeah. God. Um, I hadn't seen it in years, so I was actually like, this is one of those where I was like, I wanted to go back to it because I hadn't seen it in so long. Um, it's funny because Gogs mentioned it too while we were watching it, but he has like this like really like shitty DVD copy of it with like Stallone on the cover, and I used to have that one too, and I bought it at like Martin's or some shit like in like 2002. Like it just it, it like we've talked about this on the show a ton, and it's it's a shame because it's one of these things that's like totally lost to time, but like whenever there was an actor that got huge and he was in like smaller movies, they'd like, like put these weird distribution companies would come out and they'd put all these movies out in like the crappiest version possible. I think, I think the one we always go back to is like the Jennifer Aniston and Matthew McConaughey in Texas Chainsaw Massacre of the new generation. Well guys, uh, I mean, yeah, like, yeah here's absolutely. a deal just to give, just to give our audience at home some idea, the DVD of this on Amazon right now forty six dollars. The multi format one hundred and sixty. Is there a Blu Ray of it? That the multi format one hundred and sixty dollars. 
Oh my god! How is there not like a shout factory or? I know it's another syndrome? lost movie, right? Like that's just, insane. This is a lost movie. It's I on like Prime. People, that's what. Yeah. That's what's wild, right? So, but if you want to have a physical copy of it, phys, I guess that's they just crazy. never made physical copies of it. It's fucking get... well. It's also one of those things where I like Corman's rule. Funny about the rights. So, like, it's. I think it's one of those movies where like 800 companies had the rights to distribute yeah. this movie. Yeah. So anyway, we'll get into this. We'll get into the movie later. I, I, I actually do think that we'll have a lot to talk about, even though we all are probably going to, Oh, it's going to be, yeah. I think there's a lot to, movie. Yeah. There's a lot to talk about, but just, it, yeah, it's wonderful. So, uh, I, I kind of know what Gog's watch. So Sean, Oh, me, that's me. Um, <laughs> I didn't watch anything. I'm, I'm, I'm me. <laughs> I'm, I'm a, a guy, guy like, like me. me. <laughs> Don't jerk me around. Uh, no, I just between Dragon Quest Eleven and Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge. It's so pretty wait, much all I've been doing. Real talk, though, yeah. I know how Shredder's Revenge is because it's fucking awesome. Uh, how's Dragon Quest Eleven? How you dealing? Right. How you? How you enjoying? I that? fucking love it. Like I was telling TJ offline in our uh, fucking non Matrix lives. That like I started trying to play Octopath Traveler and I was like, this is fucking boring because it's like yeah. a SNES style game and I just I, I don't have the patience for it. Mm-hmm. And it, Dragon Quest Eleven was on Game Pass and it's like I haven't played a Dragon Quest game since like the NES. I don't think so. I was like, I'll kick it on. And it's like, eh, you know, it's 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 like what you expect, and then it gets like super compelling. And I've probably got like seventy or eighty hours into oh, it. Wow! I'm not even in like the third act yet. It, it's got that kind of like Persona Five thing where you just kind of like yeah. lock into it. So I, I need have a question. Play it. I have it. I have it. I bought it on sale on PSN like years ago, and it's on my. You know what I mean? The nice thing about how the PS Five is set up is it's like all that stuff is just it goes to your game library. You can download whenever it's there you want. forever. Yeah. yeah, so, like, I just need to get back to playing it. Is, is, there was a really good one on, I guess it was the previous one to this, on PlayStation 2, 3, 4. Is no, Dragon three. Quest the same universe as, remember Dragon Warrior? For the it's NES the same game. game. It's just, it, it was called Dragon Quest in Japan, and I guess that was too fruity for America when they brought it over here. Yeah, yeah. it's the, it's the same. It, the OG Dragon Warrior for the NES, I, Dragon Warrior and Dragon Warrior 2, I, those were probably two of the first rpgs i ever beat well dragon warrior one was the first one i ever actually played because it like it came with nintendo power if i recall yeah, correctly yep, like yep. yeah and it, also i remember because um it like defaulted the main character's name to nestor that's right yeah. if you had that version of it dragon dragon uh uh quest in japan is such a popular game that like they had to put uh like laws out because kids just didn't go to school when the games would come out like they, yeah it's like, like, it can only come out during their break or whatever, some shit, yeah. right? Yeah, it can only come out during, like, one of their holidays. That game is so popular that Yakuza, like a dragon, is, like, based... The main character in Yakuza is obsessed with that game, even though it's yeah. not owned by that company. And, like, the whole, like, narrative of the game combat system is based around Dragon Quest, like, explicitly. What a you fucking how dope game. Gogs, have how you dope? played that yet? Like what? a dragon? No, no, I haven't played like it's a dragon. It's so yet. fucking good. Oh my god, I love You'd that. love that. I yeah, bet it's I... so fucking good. Have you, do you guys remember how... Dope, we can we can stop making this video game the podcast in a minute, but no, I'm just fine. like... Do you remember how dope the fucking manual and map for the original Dragon Warrior was? Yeah, that fucking oh, cover yeah. was awesome. Yeah. No, but well, I, mean, like, I, mean, I mean like... 
like the manual they gave you wasn't just a manual. It was a fucking like guidebook. And like oh, yeah, that that map where you unfolded it was the map of the whole world plus all the enemies, <laughs> like with all their drops around the edge yeah. and shit. One and the, the lead artist on that is Akira Toriyama, the guy the Dragon Ball Z. Dragon yeah. Ball Z. So oh, the art's man. really good. He also ended up making Chrono Chrono Trigger, which is like one of the greatest one of the greatest SNES RPGs ever. But it's, the Dragon Quest, is, the Dragon Quest Eleven story is like really good because it's still got that kind of like cutesy anime, but a lot of it's like super dark, and then there's like a lot of like queer themes in it, and it's Japanese, so it's a little goofy with it, but like sensitive at the same time. And the main villain's voice is the same voice as uh, Kazuma from Yakuza, so I was excited oh, about nice. that. Isn't is, isn't there like uh, there's kind of like a like persona like hunting element like don't can't you collect monsters and fight them and stuff? N- uh, I don't. I think that's a separate game. Oh, okay. I thought there was like a, there's like a, a, a slime rancher, monster rancher, some shit like that yeah, yeah. too. Or maybe it's in this because the game's long as fuck. I think like if you plow straight through the story and don't do anything, it's like seventy four hours. Jesus. Uh, is the Dragon Warrior or the Dragon Quest games are they bigger than Final Fantasy is in Japan? I believe I so, so. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. Well, I mean, they're I'm, still. It's not that fun. I mean, and then so Final Fantasy is like still very popular in Japan, but yeah, like yeah. They, they've kind of those games have kind of gone downhill. Like they who, they're not as prestigious as they used to. Who be. publishes Dragon? West. Square, Square Enix. Oh, it's another Square property. Wow. Well, it was it, an Enix, yeah. and then they merged. It, it used to be Enix, and then they're, <laughs> now they're the same company. Oh, so they just have the market cornered no matter what they do. Yeah, they're, good yeah, they're golden. Mm. All right, that's Sprite and Coke. Yeah. Um, and then Shredder's Revenge that the, is great. Is that, the two, is that the two soda Those markets? are the two sodas you can Sprite drink. And Sprite and Coke. But shocker, they're both Coke products. What about Mountain Dew? Uh... What? I think the side-scrolling beat 'em up might be my favorite genre of video game when Dude, it's done how well. Much fun is that and, game? And and they're, you're in the middle of like a renaissance of those kind of yeah. games right now. But it's like yeah, it's but, got the old school graphics, but it's got new mechanics and yeah, it's got like, like some they, depth to the combat, and you level up the characters. Oh, like, and the fucking air juggling, like I'll just do that shit all oh, day and like not pay attention to anything. Yeah. Forty hits, like me and Vance sat down today and basically beat the game, and I just can't. I'm yeah. excited to go back through it. What'd you yeah. get it on, Gog? Switch? I got on the Switch. Yeah. Game Pass is, like, the best thing. It's, like, I fucking love only, that shit. It's only gonna get better, too. Yeah. Like, every... They just did that that big, uh... Like, it wasn't called E3, but it was basically E3. Yeah. And, like, every Microsoft announcement's, like, on Game Pass, first day. Like, that, the Starfield, the new... I was shocked game. this was on there first, because I'm like, do I really want to spend 25 bucks on this? Like, because it wasn't, like, Streets of Rage 4, where it was, like, immediately I'm getting that, no matter what. I don't give a shit how bad it is. Yeah. And it's, like, so cheap. Like, yeah. it's, like... I, I'll never... I'll, I might not ever buy another game again, like, period. I mean, why... Like, honestly, like... I mean, I still do, but, like, real It's cheaper than most streaming do. services, isn't it? Yeah, it's, like, 14 it's bucks for that and gold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Plus, you, you still get the free gold games, plus this, like, which they dropped them off here and there. But the awesome thing is, I don't have to spend $60 a year to confirm that Madden still sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's got this show. Like, you know what I mean? It's fucking nuts. Everything that's on here. Yeah, it's nice that the show is not uh, exclusive to PlayStation yeah. anymore. This but episode brought to you by Microsoft Game Pass. Hell yeah! <laughs> Which I don't even have anymore. I used to. I I get. St- I'm I'm too like. I just get stuck playing a game, and then it's like. Yeah. Uh, Physically, uh, I should. Just I want to. I want to kick it to TJ because I want to hear about this one movie he watched. 
Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I'm TJ. Uh, I watched Phil Tippett's Mad God, uh, a movie that has literally been made by Phil Tippett, who, if you're not familiar with, uh, he's a special effects guru. He's like, he's right there with like a Stan Winston. Like, he's very well known. He, he made business. the Robocop 2. He made Ed yeah, 209 made and all that shit, the stop motion. Yeah, he did and all the stop motion. Starship he did, Troopers? He did Starship Troopers. He did a lot of he didn't do all of but he did a lot of the stop motion in jurassic park like he's like legendary um he's like the the successor to what's his name harry housen ray harry housen yeah Mm. in a lot of ways and so he's been making this fucking movie by himself essentially like i was reading an interview with him and he's like well you know, I did get people to help me like rig up these like sets that he designed, but he built them all. Aimed and all the dudes. Yeah. And it's insane. And it took him 30 years to make. And then you watch it and it's like, it's like a testament to humanity's creativity. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Like, it's on a technical level, it's so mind numbing that one man designed this fucking movie. And like, the story is whatever. It's it's basically, I was telling Gogs about this. Like, this is a movie, like, it, this movie inspired me. I was like, I want to write, like, a fucking album to this movie and just play it while we play the music to it. Because, like, you'll, if you watch the movie on mute, you'd get the exact same experience. There's not, it's it's very visual. It's all about the the world and the designs and, like, the crazy atmosphere of the movie. The plot, it kind of doesn't exist. But it doesn't yeah. really need to either. Uh, it's very short. It's but it's just visually so amazing. I've never how, seen stop motion like this. Like how much shittier would it be if they just made it all on a computer? It'd be all you. You can't even compare. Like it's yeah. it's so like I can't. I don't. I can't put into words how staggering the visuals in this movie are, and like some of the ideas that he comes up with are like fucking. Hieronymus Bosch level of like hell depictions. Like there's this sequence, and it's funny because like you know I'm a big nerd and I can recognize things. But he took he took those. Do you remember the Sin City Marv in the electric chair toys? Like where he was, it was like all it was like Marv from Sin City, and you could it was a Todd toy. You could flip the switch and he would like shake, and he talked to. I think he's like does that like it's just like out of the comic book and then eventually out of the movie. Yeah. He took like five of those and he changed them around that you couldn't see the face. And then this main character who's who's like uh, he's he's, you know, a fraction of the size of these things. So these things are, are monolithic. They're huge. They're all getting electrocuted to death as they're like shit and piss or is like raining down like behind them like a fucking waterfall. Then the main character descends even further and you see this weird like eyeballed like organic thing that's just drinking it all and it's just like it's disgusting it's fucking what it's like this wet like like uh scabby world war one like can you imagine him just having to constantly spray these things take a picture move it an eighth of an inch take a picture it's it's insane i've never seen anything like it and then to learn gogs oh sorry real quick gogs he also made the rancor puppet that yeah, he did nice. that. Yeah, it 
it's one of those things where watching the movie by itself, you'd be like, wow, that's really impressive. And then it's like, oh, he made this like in his spare time over 30 years. He did this for funzos when he wasn't making absolute bangers like your entire Um, childhood. Yeah, it's it's amazing. He incorporates like actual actors in the movie in like weird, unwholesome like ways like he he the stuff that he does with the stop motion, there's things in there that I like I've never seen before. And there's tricks that he does that I'm not even sure how he does it. Like some of the movement is done so well. Like does it have that? Like, I kind of appreciate stop motion jank, that little bit of like hesitation in it. Is it that? Yeah. 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 It definitely has that. And then when they introduce the, like the real people, there's definitely aspects of that there that makes it even more like uncanny and weird. Um, but this movie is absolutely amazing. Uh, if you've ever liked to stop motion, like it, you deserve, you, you need to see this movie. It's absolutely incredible. And it's another fucking shutter yet again, shutter exclusive, like shutter continues to be like the fucking go-to streaming service for like really interesting projects. Um, but I can't recommend it enough. Like I, I thought it was absolutely amazing. It's something I could definitely see myself revisiting a lot too, because like, it's just so much to like take in. And it's also something where again, like put on, like it'd be fun to see like what music would like sync up well to it. Like it's one of those. Cause there's there's also no dialogue. There's, there's no dialogue in the whole movie. There's like weird sounds and there's definitely, there's like a soundscape. There's a hints of a soundtrack, but not much of one. Um, and the, the, the overall plot is basically this guy who looks like he came off the battle of Verdun is in this weird diving bell and he just keeps going lower and lower and lower into this like hellscape. And then you find out that he's got this suitcase with him and this, he's got this deteriorating map. And then you find out that he's basically trying to like destroy this whole area and it doesn't go well. And then it just kind of goes even crazier from there. There's like this sequence where, He's basically vivisected, which is amazing. And the this like scientist basically uh, sticks this camera in his brain, and then that that transitions to what I assume is like his memories, which is just fucking wild. Like I don't know, I, I fucking loved it. I I ten plus. Like it's a fucking it's a fucking again. It's a testament to mankind that this thing exists. Like it's beautiful. It's disgusting. It's creative. I I can't say enough good things about it. Like it's it, I don't even understand how how one person could do this. Like it it's it it boggles the mind. But yeah, I highly recommend Mad God. I, I thought it was great. Uh and then the other thing I watched is tabled because I watched it with Gogs. Ooh. So Gogs. Um so I watched two things besides what I watched with TJ. Two things. Two things. And uh before we get into that, shout out to Hieronymus Bosch. I don't think he gets enough <laughs> respect for both the 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 paintings and the wiper blades both just stand out in there. And the cop show and, and the, the cops. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the washing machines. Um, so I watched And his uh, son Chris, the former forward for the Miami Heat. Yeah, and the TV <laughs> show Bosch. Uh, I like it. Yeah. Chris Chris Bosch's dad is Hieronymus Bosch, who died like six hundred years ago or something. Yeah. <laughs> He's like an immortal. It's no. a Highlander okay. situation. Well, no, there's no way it was six hundred well, years ago. Chris Bosch also a dinosaur, so who knows how old oh, he shit. is. Um, I watched, so I watched three things, one of which with TJ. Three things? Uh, of the three things I watched, uh, the first was, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's Jungle Cruise, 
Oh. I'm just going to go out and say it. I really liked it. I watched mm. it with my kids, had fun with it. It was. Would you like it sans kids? I think I do. I'll be honest. Mm. It's like, it's not complicated, but it's, but it's you know, it's, it's a fun, it's a, it's like a fun, like national treasure light esque escapade. The rock's good in it. Emily Blunt's good in it. The action scenes are fun. It's, you know, like a, like a less there- annoying Pirates of the Caribbean. Another movie based on a ride, which it's is funny how we went making movies based on rides. We went from this high concept, high art thing to a movie that's like literally passion. based on a theme park like ride. Passion, just like yeah, it's. But, you know, <laughs> the you remember they, they made uh they made Disney's The Haunted House like a few years ago. Yeah. Like, I, I don't the think Tower of Terror or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Disney's Ferris wheels coming you out. Can't wait year. till Dole Whip the movie. Yeah. Was it um, like? What was that shitty ass movie with George Clooney, like Tomorrowland? Isn't that Weatherheads? Nice. Isn't that like a, a part of Epcot? Tomorrow, I think it is part of. I think it's part of Epcot. Yeah, yeah, that, that bird, bird movie everybody hates. Yeah, it's fucking awful. Yeah. Have you seen it? It's really bad. No, I mean they're out of ideas, but this the what this idea they were out of was fun, and Paul Giamatti's cute in it. So, uh, you know, if you decide to have kids, watch Jungle Cruise. Um, then the other thing I watched, <laughs> I did not enjoy as much, and I wanted to. Uh, I watched the brand new crisp off the presses Netflix original Spider Head. Oh, yeah, really I, had excited. To, I had to look up what I because we just get this text, a little inside baseball just said this Spider Head movie. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I thought, and, and I immediately thought of, uh, isn't that the thing you get from the fucking uh, that one the Maelstrom gang in Cyberpunk in the very beginning? Oh, of the I game? think that's right. Isn't You're that right. It? It's like a, a military hardware. Yeah, it's, that like they that, it's like super. <laughs> it's that tech drone. It's like the first thing you do in Cyberpunk. Sorry, I know it's video game the podcast, but I will still defend Cyberpunk to my you know dying what? day. That I game fucking rules. It was worth all the money I spent on it, dude. I, I had a fucking blast. I fucking love that game. I think I my played character... it a little bit today. I still haven't like, played it because I think it's like a hundred and twelve gig download or some oh, shit. It's insane. Yeah. I think my character died base jumping through space, if that's a thing. But I don't know. It's up to interpretation. It's a um, great game. But Spiderhead, Chris Hemsworth, Miles Teller. It's not necessarily either of their faults, uh, so much as it's the fault of whoever wrote it. Um, it's <laughs> not. Wrote it? I don't know some jackass. It's the here's the premise. I'll look the premise up. is uh, in in a future not too far from our own. A day uh, not far from tomorrow. You can uh, trade your prison sentence. You can volunteer to be a lab rat at this uh, basically uh, testing facility slash prison where you get like loose rules and whatever, and you get this little fucking thing strapped to the base of your spine, and then from a smartphone, Chris Hemsworth can dole out various concoctions that they're trying to test that can make you think everything is funny or can make you terrified or can make you just want to eat and all this other crazy shit. Um, and the concept is kind of like very black mirror. Uh, and it starts out, you're kind of like interesting. And then like when the plots, like when the ultimate, like sort of motivation for everything's revealed, it's kind of like movie. To, it was four, four, three writing credits for this fucking movie. Well, one of them the the it's based on a book. The other two are Reese and Wernick, the guys that made re, wrote Retaliation and Deadpool. And Deadpool, yeah. So and then it was directed by uh Tron Legacy and Maverick guy. Mm. 
He also wrote Six Underground, which I think somebody on the show liked. If I remember Alec correctly. liked it, I think. I haven't seen it yet. That's he another Netflix wrote, original. He wrote Zombieland? Yeah. Very strange. So here's the thing, right? The movie starts out with this very serious tone about, like, you know, what you're willing to give up in your humanity to become this lab rat and what you're willing to trade and, you know, what's the price of trying of technology and yada, yada, yada. And you, you don't really know. You can't really get a read on Hemsworth. Is he altruistic? Is he a genius? Is he a sociopath? Um, and then that all flies out the window in the third act where it becomes sort of a slapstick comedy. Like, apropos of nothing. And then, like, everything that sort of was built on just sort of falls apart, like, immediately. Like, it was just like, eh. Like, we'll just do this now. It doesn't, it's it's a mess. Like, the end of the movie is just a fucking mess. And it, it's it feels like they ran out of steam about halfway through. Like they had a pretty interesting concept and then they were, didn't know how to wrap it up. So they just said, they're like, eh, eh, let's just wing it. And then it didn't. And then like, it was, it was like, it, it became like Benny Hill level running around a complex <laughs> at the end. Like if it had that's all it needed. Like it just was a And mess. some light sexual assault. Yeah, just some running in and out and people are in bras and panties and then they're being chased <laughs> by Bobbies and that sort of scenario. Um it's not Chris Hemsworth's fault. I like Miles Teller as an actor. I thought he did a fine job in it. It's got Is um, Chris Hemsworth stuck in that mode now where he's just kind of Chris Hemsworth? He's Hemsworthing this up pretty hard. Like he's yeah. like he's kind of funny, charming, kind of like he's not. He's trying to play it like, um, what's Poe Dameron's real name? Oh, and Oscar Isaac. He's trying, to play like, he's trying to play it like that, right? Oh man, and, he's got to give him the old. Uh, you can't outact me, boy. Don't even try. He's <laughs> and he's kind of like, and I think that's the ex machina vibe is what I think they're trying to go for, and they just completely lose the thread by the end. Um, Ex Machina from Dummies says Gog's movie yeah. podcast, uh, and it's got uh, I've never seen her in anything else. I don't think she's not bad in it. Journey Smollett, Smollett. I don't yeah, know her name. you've seen her in something. She was in uh, Birds of Prey. She played uh, Black Canary in that. Shout out Birds of Prey. I love Birds of Prey. She's um, very hot. She's speaking of Joseph great. Kaczynski, like I want to love Tron Legacy. I'm like unironically really want to enjoy that movie, and I just can't. No, because it's, it's trash. Yeah, Tron Legacy sucks. But, like, uh, I wanted to like Spiderhead, but it's just like it's like uh, I'm saying it, it's just it's like a bad episode of Black Mirror. They didn't know how to wrap up. It's just too. It it, it just you know so first it's like act. A, it's one of the last episodes. It's like one of the last season's episodes of Black Mirror. Yeah, like first half. Bad. First half, I'm there. Second half, or first act, I'm there. Second act, I'm like, okay, where are they going with this? And by third act, I'm like, Jesus Christ, guys, where the how the <laughs> fuck did we get here? Um, so it was like, you know, progressively just it probably started at an eight and ended at a two. Like, yeah, it was Yikes. fucking. It was like cryptocurrency. <laughs> it plummeted. Like this that is the is... Ethereum of movies. <laughs> That is rough. <laughs> that is a rough slide right yeah. now. It's an aggressive angle. That thing was See, that, that kind of throws uh, mud into my theory, though. My my, You know what you're going to get in 20 minutes, because it sounds like you were in, and then they just... Oh, just I was in, but I'm dummy. Down. I was just like, ooh, science, prison. I love science and prison. All I can think of is fucking uh, King Arthur when it starts out with that fucking oh spectral God. war with the giant elephants, and then it just tanks immediately after that. <laughs> 
Right. Yeah. But, yeah. So it was. Uh, don't watch. I mean, watch <laughs> Spiderhead. Do whatever you want. Live your life. Do your own research. But uh, I don't recommend it. Uh, and then the third thing, thankfully, it's a terrible thing, title. Also, by the way, Spiderhead. Yeah, dumb, dumb, terrible dumb title. title. Now let's talk about great titles because the third thing I watched, I watched with TJ, and I'll put it on Front Street. I fucking adored it. Um, it, it the good. unbearable weight of massive talent with Nicholas Winding Cage and uh, Pedro Pascal. Um, Pedro this Pascal. This is the uh, JCVD for yeah, it's the Nick JCVD Cage. for for Nick Cage. And yeah, I'm gonna just say Pedro. Pa- First of all, Nick Cage is great in it, but Pedro Pascal yeah. is fucking transcendent. I, he's yeah, really, he's really. Great. He kind of steals the show in the movie. Like he's very, very. Is he playing Pedro Pascal, or no, is he playing no. like okay? No, no basically, playing... what happens is is that Nick Cage is Nick Cage, and he's got money problems. He's estranged from his his relationship with his daughter and his ex wife is really bad, and he's basically in like a tailspin career wise. And then Pedro Pascal is this rich. Like he he basically hires uh, Nick Cage just to hang out for a weekend, but he's like this very rich implied like cartel leader. What was his? Like, he's an olive say? oil sale. He's like he's oh, like fucking yeah, Vito Corleone. He's oh, in okay. olive oil shipping, but then the truth comes out that he's a he's an arms dealer. Yeah, and he wants to pitch this movie he's written Lord to of Nick War. Cage, and he loves Nick Cage. Like his favorite, his, his top three movies are so are Face Off. Okay. The cabinet of Dr. Caligari and Paddington hmm. 2. Those are the there, <laughs> there is a joke in this movie, like right in the beginning, where like Nick Cage is in a therapy session with him, his therapist, and his daughter. And like he the daughter's talking about how like it's like we were watching a film together and she's like, We watched some movie that doc the cat the island doc, of something. the island of Doctor and he's like, No, it's the cabinet of Dr. Caligar and I'm dying. Like <laughs> he reference this fucking movie and it's like like I don't know. It's such a funny like what a funny pull to put in this yeah. movie. Also, like Pedro Pascal is like a weeb for Nick Cage, you find out. Oh like God. There's this part so I don't want to give too much away, but like Nick Cage gets entangled with the FBI or the CIA, CIA. and because they're trying to take down Pedro Pascal. And that's all in the trailer. That's not a spoiler. Yeah. But like there's one point where uh Nick Cage thinks like he's evil and they're gonna have to he's gonna have to take him down and pedro's taking him to his like his, he's like he, he's like once you go through this door it's like this secret it, stash yeah, place secret got, it's like, once you go once you go through this door you're not gonna think of me the same and you know as the audience you're like oh god this is like he's gonna have hostages in here it's gonna be guns it's gonna be dead people yeah, and it's like this like museum. <laughs> he has the axe from Mandy. He's got like. He's got, are he's there any got... references to like next or the day after or any oh, shit like re- that? They, they, no. made, they made a whole scene out of guarding Tess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's there's this wax stand up, uh, this wax figurine of Nick Cage, which I'm pretty sure. They made that because there is that hilarious meme for the the face off. You ever see that meme with the Nick Cage and John Travolta, like Madame Tussauds wax figures of them? They're yeah, like yeah. it's terrifying. I'm pretty sure that's why they made this one in this movie. Uh, I don't want to give too much away because it is genuinely very funny. It's like one of the funnier films I've seen lately. Um, it's, it's better great. than JCVD then because I know you hated that or you I didn't did like not it. JCVD. Well, I I'll tell you why, and I'll tell you what the difference between the two movies. JCVD is like 
Jean-Claude Van Damme like telling us that how awesome he is even when yeah. he's like a loser because that's the my problem with that movie is like he's still fantastic like this movie Nick Cage is like taking a piss on himself like yeah, he's he really definitely is. like very vulnerable in this movie and like I think like <laughs> I don't I, think that's the right turn of phrase but I like it better yeah. <laughs> he's taking the uh, piss out of himself not taking a piss on himself no no it's lightning and pain all over yeah, handstand and letting loose but uh <laughs> I I really like the movie I thought Nick Cage was good at it and it's funny because like he's not like he's not like Nick He's not like super like insane cagey in this. I mean, yeah. he, he is, but it's like for a joke. Like when right. he's playing more of himself. I don't know. I really enjoyed the movie. I think I, there was a lot of genuine Nick Cage in his performance. Like yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if his favorite movie is The Cabinet of Doctor. Oh, I'm sure but, it is. I'm yeah. sure he's a fucking nerd. He he's like a, grew up in a film family. Yeah, Coppola. I mean, but like he's his, like his uncle made Jack. Yeah. yeah. Like he's yeah. he's having like I think Nick Cage probably had a good time making it. It's, it's a fun uh, it's, movie. It's too. a fun movie. It's paid like I'm saying, I can't I cannot say this enough. Pedro if, Pascal in this movie is so just nobody charming. has had a career like Nicolas Cage as an adult where it's like garbage movie, art movie, garbage yeah. movie, art movie, like and yeah. he just doesn't care. And like and he addresses that in this too, which is yeah. fun. The other thing that I want to point out about this movie that I like so much, it felt like a throwback comedy with like it's kind of wacky premise and like you know they like the shenanigans kept getting higher and higher. It felt very like, like a top it, secret or something well, like that like kind a of wacky version of like Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Remember how yeah. that like premise like it's a very I guess what I'm trying to say is it's a comedy that's like very heavily based in its premise. Like yeah. it's not. It's like a very like it's I don't very know meta, I, and like it's why I, it, I, why I it enjoyed is. it. I enjoyed it a lot, and honestly, like I went in with a lot of trepidation. Like I, well, I, don't, I, I don't. I think I'm we're a, usually pretty close on meta stuff, where it's like, mm, like I like being John Malkovich, but well, this is his yeah. being John Malkovich, basically. Yeah. But I, but I also am kind of like I like Nick Cage, and I've liked you know Mandy and some other things that he's done, but like. I, I kind of was worried that this is like when they when the memes become self aware and yeah. you get it's Morbin time and it's not none I was a little worried about this movie. But I was wrong. It's very good. I really enjoyed it. I this recommend is, everybody watching it. This is the best thing he's done since Spider Verse. Easily. Uh, when did Mandy come out? Mandy think, came out in twenty eighteen. Same year as Spider Verse. Okay. Like I mean, I like Mandy more than this, but the fucking really the, the joke in Spider Verse that he has, where he's trying to do the Rubik's cube and like he doesn't understand the concept of color, is so yeah. fucking funny every time I see it. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's it, it's it's really I don't know, it's really really good. It's not going to beat out. It's not going to beat out the Norseman or uh, everything everywhere all at once for my 2022 movie of the year, but it's going to be in the, dis- it's going to be in the discussion. It's top five. I, I saw a letterbox review for the, the Norseman just said, this is what it's like working at Starbucks. That was the whole review. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's everybody. <laughs> everybody. Uh, let's get into our feature presentation. Gogs. What happened? This is going to be very, Oh quick. my God. This, movie. what happened in death race 2000? There's no alerts. Whose joke is it? Is is Patton Oswald's joke where he's like Texas Chainsaw Massacre is like the best movie because it tells you exactly what you're getting? Yeah, that you yeah. can apply that to this movie as well. It's like the fucking pieces. It's exactly what you think it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's this is 
I was I was talking well as we were watching it or just afterwards I was talking to TJ. I was like, that's the Sean of movies. It's absolutely all gassed up and there's no fat on it. Like it's just like <laughs> I forget what movie I was we were talking about where I said it should win an Academy Award for fastest like get to the point ever or oh some reason. God, this but this one's like, like this movie opens yeah. with the third act. Like it just goes, Hey guys, yeah, it really it, does. It, it basically yeah. starts with the racers are taking the line. It's not, yeah. it's, it's not, yeah. it's, it's not scene setting. Well, not, you know what? It opens with a fucking guy, like with a swastika flag. And it's like, okay, I know what movie I'm watching. Like yeah. immediately. Yeah. It's like, yeah, Redneck, I feel like yeah. If, if you made this movie nowadays, you, it, at very least, you'd have that annoying ass suicide squad bullshit would be like Frankenstein. But, well, if you, you, if know, you made this movie nowadays, it would be the first hour and a half of the hunger games. Like that's yeah, the yeah. setup, right? Yeah. Like, so, so you, you, you have to pick all this up just through context cues and conversations, which is wonderful. And it's just, Hey, we're having this race. It's the death race. The, the racers are coming to the line. Five racers, three days across America. Mr. President, we don't know where he is, but he's happy that you're here to celebrate the, everything the, that's wonderful. They have a, like a bishop of speed when they yeah, like, introduce Frankenstein this thing. And he's on like a fucking a medical cart and he's all covered in bandages. And they're like, they're asking him the whereabouts of the president. The undertakers, yeah. like he's like sits up straight, and then they're like, "How's your new hand? Can you shift?" Or like back? you know, Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So everybody's getting to the cars, and you've got you've got Frankenstein and his girl Friday, and then you've got uh, Machine Gun Joe Viterbo, uh, played Stallone. by Sylvester Stallone. He's so fucking fun in this movie. Like I can't stand it. His whole oh personality is just screaming and misogyny, and it's yeah. awesome. It's so he good. fucking opens up a Tommy gr- in, into the crowd into in the, the first crowd. like ten seconds. Loved <laughs> by thousands, hated, hated by, by millions. millions. <laughs> <laughs> then you've got Calamity Jane, and I don't know her sidekick neil young hey I, then... I, let me pause you real quick uh clary jane is played by the aforementioned mary wernoff from night of the comet and eating raul yeah. and yep. she might be like this might be my ultimate movie crush just her in yeah. this movie because i find She's, her mm. oh yeah impressive and I also she like, has that slightly mannish look that you know i enjoy in a I tall like, woman I, there's a lot of hot chicks in this movie yeah. like even like, uh like the, the, the nazi chick, chick. Uh, the Nazi chick is yeah. super hot. All the, the chicks Stallone, in this movie are hot. So Stallone's like navigator. I wasn't really feeling her, and then like uh, they, she's there's a scene in the movie where like they're all naked and just getting beefcake rubdowns after yeah. the like, first leg. That girl, that girl has like an ass from the back, like one of those like you can mm-hmm. see it from the wrong angles. You're like, oh my yeah. god, I like, miss oh. fat booty. Yeah, ass so fat. You can see it from the front. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And uh, so I'm sorry. So you have the Nazis and the buzz bomb. You've got uh, Cobra Kai in the Julius Caesar mobile. Yeah. Uh, you've got Rocky and uh, and his lady, every uh, ditzy New York secretary it's from his Mad mole. Men. Yeah. And uh, then you've got Frankenstein in his lizard mobile. And you've got Calamity Jane and Neil Young. And they're like, let's go. And they start tearing off and they're rubbins racing the whole time. And people are getting... You got the like most over the top, like Peter Benchley Pride Month, like 
Everybody, it's time that guy for Death Ray. Great, he's one of that the best parts like, of the movie. I know he's you guys amazing. aren't basketball fans, but Craig Sager, who used to do uh, NBA stuff on TNT, like do the draft and the player interviews, would dress just like that. These like huge, oh, like pink rock. salmon flamboyant suits and shit. Oh, yeah, well, and the guy, like, the, the guy, well, then the other guy is Howard clearly Cosell, Howard right? Cosell. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, and then so they're explaining all. Here are the rules of the death race. Three days to make it across the country. And here's the yeah. scoring. Babies are worth a thousand points. Yeah. Old people are worth six. No one really ever explains. So here's here's my two major issues. I thought with it was like whole... population control with like the old people Some like a Logan run thing. But it's also for but, yeah. scoring. Right. right. Well, but here's, well, here's what I don't point, get. Right? Later on in... Go ahead, guys. Sorry. So you have three days. It's like it's it's the first person to get to LA from New York or whatever it is, right? New but, LA. But every at the end of every leg, they all meet back up and get massaged down yeah, or have yeah. a dance, and then they start at the same spot. So it's like, what was the point of getting there first? Also, yeah. when do the points come into play? So from a maybe it's like maybe it's like a thing where it's like points versus time. I assume there's like a formula. Yeah, yeah I mean, we're I think we just need to talk to the Death Race Commission about how this all. Well, it's been abolished, so it really doesn't make yeah. a difference anymore. But th- there's a a part later on that I love where. They're just lining up old people in wheelchairs outside of a hospital, and they it's like it euthanasia, euthanasia day. day. Yeah. It's so funny when he fucking runs over all those doctors, and they cut to him. It's like, you know what? Those doctors have been pretty smug all these years. That shit, like that, reminds me of shit that fucking conservatives say nowadays. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it, it was, it's. I think you said it in the text, Sean, but this movie is like oddly prescient in a weird way. Like, well, it's like, I think we talked a while back about the Belco experiment and like how exploitation movies like are generally very like ham fistedly political. Mm-hmm. And this is too, but like it was high satire in 1975 and in 2021. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's barely satire. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. you get a guy, you get guys that are like, yeah, Nazis are cool. And it's like, yeah, I bet 1970, like that's crazy. Now, nowadays it's like, oh yeah, they're, they're yeah. Yeah. This like, is actively happening. Um, also shout out to Frank Miller when he saw the swastikas. Yeah, oh, yeah, like this movie's very friendly. We talked about and the pervert suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh pervert suit, fucking, swastikas, fucking, dear friend uh, of mine. Dr. Rumpler, I think, is in this movie. Yeah. Fucking Frankenstein's outfit is so fucking awesome. That the fucking cape and the like gimp suit. It's yeah. so good. And David Carradine rocks in this movie. He fucking He's rules. So- it is funny though that like he is meant to be sexually attractive. Because yeah. he's so bizarre looking, but he's yeah, a very odd looking man. Well, they, yeah. yeah, they juxtapose his, you know, uh, his presumed deformities with his, you know, mediocre face. Um, anyway, so the race is underway. You get through the first leg. Oh, here's the whole plot. There is a underground group of uh, direct descendants of the Revolutionary War who are trying to rein in the death race and take America back from the I guess V for Vendetta esque fascist police state that it's currently uh, you, in. You you also get like like labor organization vibes yeah. too. At least I did. Yeah. Like yeah, I thought, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, oh, and the economy. I don't know if you're going to touch on this. I'm sorry. I mean, to cut you off. No, go ahead. Like you're meant to understand that the economy. It's like basically what it is now. Like inflation's out of control. The economy is terrible. But they just keep blaming it on blaming whatever. The French. French. Yeah. Well, the French <laughs> later. Yeah. Um. So. So the. Uh, they are running across America. This uh, resistance group has all sorts of plans akin to Operation Bad Habit from Frisky Dingo, 
where they're going to dress up as ladies and blow up these racers uh, with the hope of getting Frankenstein, uh, kidnapping Frankenstein, and then replacing him with this uh, a double so that that guy can assassinate the president, I guess? No, he's delivering, they're delivering an ultimatum. Yeah. It's some but, kind of weird negotiation tactic. But like the nav Frankenstein's navigator is is Thomasina Payne. She's the leader of this resistance's granddaughter, and she's in on it, and she's a bit of a honeypot. But then you find out that Frankenstein was raised in some sort of Frankenstein camp where they keep churning out fresh Frankensteins and he's done with it. So he wants to blow up the president with his custom made grenade hand. hand. So you have to pull the pin on, which I don't know how that's going to work in a handshake scenario, but that's fine. We could pull it and then shake. Calls it a hand grenade, which is so funny. Like, (laughs) because what the fucking, you know, the result of it is like, it's a hand grenade. (laughs) (laughs) So the, uh, so the resistance is killing off racers. They kill off uh, Cobra Kai first and then they kill off the Nazis. He gets it it like the most hilarious way because he's like, He's he sees like a family out on a picnic and they got a baby and he's like goodbye baby. <laughs> um, uh, the uh, and the baby is a bomb. So the, the baby's a bundle of TNT. Yeah, uh, <laughs> with a bonnet on. But and the then, level of like bloodlust is fucking hilarious. And Calamity Jane has a funny line later in the movie where she's like, "I'm losing my bloodlust." Blood <laughs> and all everybody's also intensely horny because it's oh, the, like, a God. 1975 exploitation movie. And I'm gonna put it out there: uh, there's a way that the navigator lays up that whole bedroom scene where it's like this floating bedroom that like Tony Scott wishes he could stage. That would be the sexiest way a woman has ever lain on a oh, bed oh in a God. major motion uh, picture. Those double doors with the exit bars. Exit sign. Yeah, yeah. God, Roger Corman couldn't help himself but to not fucking cover up that goddamn exit sign in that room. Yeah. It was like, come on, dude. But at um, least, they made this movie for a hundred dollars. Give a break. They, they, they said the the budget for this movie is between three hundred fifty and five hundred thousand dollars, and they shot it in three days. It made five to eight million, so it's a certified banger. Um, they made this movie for under a million dollars. Yeah, with Stallone. Um, well, he was well, before he was pre Rocky right. Stallone. Rocky was the next year. So yeah. uh, the movie progresses as movies do. Uh, they're running over civilians. Uh, the commentators are just having the best time ever. The resistance keeps picking people well, off. It's got the whole 1984 thing too, where like every time like something happens, the guy has to read it, and somebody comes in and like, "No, no, no, read this." And it's like, yeah, oh, like you're that. blown oh. up by the French. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my God! It was the French. The French Air Force is bombing Frankenstein, who are also responsible for the economy. <laughs> like, yeah. So, the president's in a palace in Shanghai? Somewhere yeah, like in yeah, yeah. China. Yeah, presumably we rule the world, I guess. But anyway, um, they're racing also, across the, the country. Uh, the, the American flag is fucking awesome. Oh, the American flag's metal oh, oh, shit. Yeah, like the super fascist flag. Oh, it's yeah. The, it's the, yeah, yeah. It couldn't be any more fascist. It's a fist with a lightning bolt. It's a fist with a lightning right? bolt yeah. blood red stripes. Yeah. Um. So then... Uh, they're making so every every day they race and kill people. Every night they get together and have like a acid infused dance party with some fisticuffs potentially. Um, Violins. Vi- there's a lot of the cat. Oh my god! That I told you guys to stop playing that song. <laughs> I think they're eating still, buckets of cum. 
Yeah, Stallone yeah, punches. <laughs> Stallone dresses, and Stallone's also dressed. He's from Chicago, so he's dressed up like the most. He looks like straight like up you Oscar. Like, like, yeah, he looked like he looked like he went. He to looks like, like a Dick like Tracy Spirit villain. Halloween. He yeah. went to Spirit Halloween and got the like like thirties mobster costume. Yeah. I got. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> these are Stanzo brand fedoras. <laughs> uh, Stanzos, they're nice. These are Stanzos, they're nice. Fifty slick back hair wigs. So, uh, yeah, this keeps happening day in and day out till you whittle everyone down to it's finally just machine gun Joe Viterbo versus Frankenstein in the last leg of the race to yeah, New and Los the, Angeles. Resistance force has several failed attempts to try to get Frankenstein, but then towards the end, they don't realize that Frankenstein's really on their side the whole time, right? Yeah, because they don't think. They believe that this is a man who's been taken apart and put together numerous times and not just a guy who is tired of this. Uh, this whole are, are we not going to touch on the resistance as a Looney Tunes assassination where they have oh, the tunnel God. painted? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The word detour. So the word detour. <laughs> then they hang a fake tunnel with drapes on it, and that causes two Nazis to fly off a cliff. Not gonna yeah. lie, I might try that at the next Proud Boys rally in DC. <laughs> see how many. Also, I, I, I think Gogs Gogs mentioned it while we watched the movie, but I do appreciate the fact that the two oh. Nazis aren't—they don't like speak in German accents or anything. They're well, ones from the Americans. Yeah, she, just she, Americans. They, well, yeah, she. They said, "What's her name?" The Nazi from Milwaukee. Like they, the uh, announcer says uh, it. Yeah, yeah. That's great. What's her and name? Then, Matilda the Hun. Yeah. Yeah, but at one point she does scream Blitzkrieg, which is yeah. kind of funny. Yeah, I got hard. Um, so and Calamity Jane is either fucking or trying to fuck her uh, navigator. Yeah, but apparently she's trying to bank everybody. Well, also um, Matilda runs over uh the fucking yeah. uh, Glenn Campbell when he's on the side of the road doing something. It's hilarious. The 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 uh vehicular homicide in this movie is always hilarious. Like the. The three guys that like try to get out of the way in the manhole, and then the one guy they just shut it on the one guy, and he's just like, "Oh no, oh shit!" Yeah. The, the like, color they landed on for the fake blood is like hysterical. It looks like a yeah. like a red. vodka sauce almost. Yeah. Like it's yeah. not quite right. Also, one guy gets it straight in the dick earlier. Yeah. I used to like. There's I think oh, dude, it's, it's so. I'm sorry, it's so funny. I don't mean to cut you off, but while I'm thinking of it. Uh, they Stallone knocks a guy off a ladder. There's two That's guys. What I was doing talking about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. And he's like, "Should I keep him? Al- should I let him live?" And the guy's like, "Nah, kill him." <laughs> like, yeah, give him like, the, like oh, that thumbs down. down that I gave you at fucking uh, Batman versus Superman or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. the stink face. Stallone's car has a big Bowie knife on the front. On the front of it, <laughs> it's got two Tommy guns where the where the headlights should be, and then a bayonet in the center. But it's, um, anyway, so they're racing across the country. They throw the hand grenade at Machine Gun Joe Viterbo. Uh, he explodes. So now, by default, Frankenstein wins the death race. And the um, presidency. And, yeah, and then he gets to meet the president <laughs> well, again. Yeah. Um, and then sort of in a, um, so his navigator uh, dresses up like, uh, Frankenstein. The resistance doesn't realize this. They're tired of Frankenstein, so they try and shoot Frankenstein. They really shoot a member of their own resistance. But then, in a, okay. in a in a move akin to the third and final act of uh, comedy classic Animal House, uh, they do a DTX mobile onto the grandstand, and that instead of killing. 
the uh, the mayor of the town and the dean of Faber College. They killed the president of the United States, which then, through some form of presicide, I guess, makes <laughs> you the new president. It, I believe now, it's called the law of transitive property. So now Frankenstein, which sets a terrible precedent. Of just whoever kills the well, president. I mean, think about the, the condition of the country in this movie. It makes perfect sense. Like, yeah, they, he's like the most loved figure in the country, and they love death and violence. So, yeah, I mean, it, it only which if you weren't aware of the thesis of the movie, they have voiceover narration. The violence was invented in eight. Like, right, so yeah, fucking yeah. Dude, funny. that part when Howard Cosell is explaining the history of violence. Yeah. Um. And then the movie, and, and then uh, oh no, uh, no no no, it's a uh, there he assumes the presidency and gets like a badass Lamborghini as you should yeah, uh, yeah. and then the um, the Stanley Tucci from the Hunger Games character I don't know what his name is mm-hmm. he's like oh the people will only love you because of the de- you can't abolish a death race they love violence and uh, the navigator's like you, we don't have to listen to this do we the navigator goes, and now the yeah. first lady yeah. of the United States yeah. of America oh he's appointed an entire cabinet like this coup has taken thirty <laughs> seconds yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, he runs over. The announcer, and then you just get a Howard Costell voiceover as the Lamborghini uh, just flies off to the new capital, wherever that is, because they're not moving. The capital is no longer. I guess the capital was L.A. Well, no, it's. I forget. They're moving it to new L.A. where it used to be. So, Uh, like, yeah. Um, and then that's it. This is movie is seventy nine minutes of just pure adrenaline. Uh, It's 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 a movie made by a madman. Uh, it's. I don't know. It's this movie fucking rules. It's like Jerry like Road level so of enjoyment from cover to cover. Like yeah. it's just like so fun. You could yeah. watch this twice in a row and then watch the last 40 minutes of Avengers Endgame. This is how yeah. short this movie is. <laughs> like we had to pause it because my kid was coming to say goodnight to us, and then we realized there was 19 minutes left. We we're like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> like crazy. This thing, this thing just goes. Yeah, and it, it starts at eleven, and it just holds it. it does like not the, waste any the, time. The fact that they can build a solid, like, economic dystopia that you understand in between people getting run over with cars, and it all takes place in less than ninety minutes, is like an accomplishment. It's like yeah. Bioshock. You're getting it all just from like tape recordings and shit <laughs> picked up in the background. You're like, okay, yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it, I get it. Like, it's it is there is not I, there's not a minute of this movie I would delete. No, no. No, it's perfect. And I wouldn't it make really, it any longer either. No, 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 it doesn't need to be. It tells yeah. it is like they should show this to film schools and go, just do this. Yeah. Yeah. This is all you need to do. Just and do again, this. like a like, lot what? of it, it's Corman. So I'm sure a lot of the reasons that we like the movie were budgetary, you know, yeah. restraints on his part, stuff that he had to like, you know, but it looks he, so good. It looks yeah, so this good. Is one of the, they shot it on film. Yeah, I was yeah, about to me say. Me and TJ were talking about the, this. The best examples of, like, you shoot something on film, it just looks well, good. Well, it was like, also shot by Tak Fujimoto, who shot, like, Silence of the Lambs. He was, like, a real-ass cinematographer. Oh, like, really? you know, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, wow. we were looking at, um, so, we, like, TJ and I were just, like, we were gushing over this. Like, that first, that opening shot at the stadium with the matte painting background that's just, like, like oh, looks quasi-futuristic Jetson city back there. Like, it's just, I don't know, man. Like you get, like you could, like you could show this to somebody, and if they pay attention, they understand everything. Yeah. Like you get it, and you don't need. There's no exposition. 
there's no like it's just you get everyone's like, yeah, motivation. Uh, whoever was saying if they made this now, if they made this now, there would have been a scene where he pulls over and she explains the entire history of the resistance, like a campfire scene, and it goes on mm-hmm. for twenty five minutes. Oh God, yeah, you're absolutely right. About that. <laughs> Gox, I've never seen the uh, Paul Anderson death race. What is that even about? That is, and I've <clears> seen several of them. I think I've seen at least two. I've seen both yeah. of the statums. There's four of them. Oh my uh, god! That nice. is more akin to the longest yard. Okay, where it is, the death race is held sort of, but be- either within or between the penal systems as sort of a like prisoners do this as a way to win time off of their sentences, and it becomes gladiator style combat to satiate the bloodlust of the masses. Okay. Um, that's the bit of that death race. So they Dude, missed the point. There's a scene in this movie that's so fucking funny and dark where, um, like one of the guys that gets, I forget who it is, gets killed. Like, I think it's the, it's the first guy that gets killed in the death race. And they're, they keep cutting to this, this big booby lady and she drags this sobbing woman out onto this like a uh, talk show. And it's like, Oh yeah. You're yeah. the widow of the first person killed the death yeah. race. You'll be watching next year's death race from your new apartment in Acapulco. Yeah. And like, just like shuddering and crying. Like it's fucking hysterical. Yeah. And it's like, and yeah, she did her 50 inch 3d TV. Yeah. Yeah. 50, I, I said that, that I was thinking like, God, what that would weigh a thousand about. pounds. Also, like, can you imagine what people must have thought of a fifty? That must have been like so, that was science fiction because the yeah. biggest TV back then was like what, like nineteen inches. I think this movie is the reason I love series seven so much yeah. because it's yeah. got like a kind of spiritual connection. Like, there's a lot of movies like this where it's like again to bring up the Hunger Games, which Battle is Royal, like, like yeah, Avengers. yeah, very, very similar. Yeah, Running Man. All yeah. Those things. yeah. But uh, this movie does it better ones. than all of them. Like, yeah, and I, I don't even think it's close. You liked 20. I liked 2050. You liked 20. We watched it together, yeah, didn't I we, Sean? It. I think I, we either did or we watched it the same week. Yeah. They go to the fucking Bechdel bar with the gay or with the two women, and it's fucking, it's fucking hysterical. Like, it's very much of a, like, modern take on this. I need to watch it. I like 2050. I think I have it. I think I've got, I think I, well, wait. Was it free? Dead by? I think it was, it was a Netflix your... original, I think. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Um, But it's, it's, that movie was fun, and that's got, um, is that Malcolm McDowell or the other one? It's Malcolm, or Terrence Stamp. No, I think it's Malcolm Terrence McDowell. Stamp. Which one? Um, this movie's like, like, I, I was texting guys, and I think we touched on it at all, like, for a movie from nineteen uh, exploitation movie from nineteen seventy five to be like more socially literate than movies that are like attempting to be so right now is saying yeah. something like Wild, just kind of like again yeah because this was like high satire then and now not you know that's what thirty what's less than thirty years removed from the end of World War Two so the idea that you'd have all these swastikas is like insane plus like exploitation movies love Nazi shit oh, but yeah. like now it like. See black I, I, <laughs> bro. I'm not even like taken aback by seeing that fucking I know. That symbol no, anymore. Yeah, you know I mean, what I mean? Like you've seen that at a NASCAR yeah, event. Like that's that makes nuts. Yeah. Yeah. This is All made right. by people who this this is made and viewed by people who remember or participated in World War II. Yeah. Yeah. Like 100%. it's insane. 
Uh, all right, anything else, guys, before we get into five knuckle shuffles? I have a pretty good idea what all the scores are going to be. Yeah, the gore gags are fucking hysterical, though. There's not a ton of them, but when they're in there are, like, hilarious. Oh, it's like their balloons popped with just yeah. fucking red so dye. Good. They're so good. Uh, yeah, let's All go. right. Uh, Sean. Ten. I mean, this is like, this is one of those movies that even if you haven't seen it, you've seen parts of it. Because, like, how many different things have they made that, oh, hit the old lady, that's ten points. That's from this. They made a whole video game about this. The Carmageddon yeah. is just... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The car, Gogs pointed out, the car, the, the the main car in Carmageddon is the fucking Frankenstein car. Just this different oh, shit. color. Yeah. Like, it's so, like, you know, fucking, oh, I was raised in a fucking lab where they raise... Frankenstein drivers, which also leads you to believe they've been doing this for like ever. Like, you know what I mean? And then it's like, and the only survivor, so like everybody dies every year, and it's just like it never ends. And yeah. like it's like besides the resistance, who like don't even seem that like bothered by it. Like it's t- nobody. Like in a lesser movie, again, it would cut to a bunch of people at home going like, I don't know if the death race is a good thing. Like even at the end. Nobody gives a shit about the yeah. like it's like it's been abolished. They're just like, oh, like yeah. there's no like grand realization like you would have in like a preachier movie. Yeah. Like it's just like, oh, well, now it's a, I'm president. <laughs> I've killed the president. Now I'm the president and we're not doing the death race anymore. It's like, oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, it's uh, like dogs like say coast to coast like butter and toast. Like there's not a wasted moment in this entire movie, even in their weird 360 fuck scenes feel like totally like normal and doesn't feel like it slows the movie down at all when he's like he doesn't even say like would you care to dance he's like do you like the dancing or it's like super weird something fucking weird yeah but he's wearing his fucking pervert mask and his glove and it's just like she's like oh is that the leg that got blown off and yep is that such and so we didn't touch on it, but one of my favorite little side plots is like the cult of Frankenstein. Oh yeah, all these like young girls that like love Frankenstein, and they just like they love him so much they want to sacrifice their bodies to him. Like, yeah. I fucking love that shit. I want one of those te- those black t shirts with just the big white F on it. <laughs> nah, this movie's fucking perfect. Like, uh, I just like who doesn't love this movie? I I don't know. Uh, Gox ten. Yeah, yeah, fucking great. Like I, I, I like we were 15 minutes into it. I look at TJ, like TJ Edwards. I were like, there's no way this isn't going to be. Like I think from the beginning, I was like, this is nine or better just from Jump Street because I hadn't watched it. I'd watched it several times. I think I'm, this is probably my fourth or fifth viewing of it. I think I've seen it within the last five years, and I remember liking it every time. And this was might have been my favorite viewing of it. Yeah. Like this is just. It's like everything we said, right? You get, you know exactly what everyone's doing, why they're doing it. There's not a wasted moment. There's no fucking fat. There's none of that. There's, there's no the, the fact that you just don't get any exposition. And you just drop yeah. into this and gotta yeah, you don't, figure it out. And you guess don't have what? John Hurt in a cave like the land before the death right, race. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. not even there's not even like a freaking text scroll in the beginning. It's wonderful. It's no, like, the title card is the beginning of the race. Yeah, it just it goes and and you get it. But guess what? You understand. I have no questions. I mean, I have questions about the rules. But from a plot standpoint, <laughs> the rules. Yeah, you're up here with your rules. When do I get the freaking car? Um, no, it's a ten. Like I love this movie. I wish they would make more movies like this. They can't, I guess. But like, this is 
I'll go back to it. Show it to film students and go, see this, do this. This is all yeah. you have to do. Boom. And you can do it for under a million dollars. And it looks better. The fact that they did this for $500,000 and it looks better than $100 million projects that we see today is fucking mind-blowing. Well, like, I don't... They actually cared about making this movie. Like, I don't, actually... I don't want to um, belabor this point, but Mary Warnoff is still incredibly hot in this movie. Like, I don't oh. know. Like, it's like arresting. No, she's oh, yeah. yeah, she's mega. Yeah. but yeah, it's a ten. TJ or like Mary Jackoff. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> uh, it's a ten for me, dog. This movie is perfect. I fucking love it. It's a goddamn classic. Roger Corman. As much as he's made like a lot of just like schlocky trash to just make movies, this is not one of them. This actually feels like like a genuine project that has a lot of heart and like ideas, and it's fucking great. Like it's also it's, I didn't realize till this viewing based on a book, which I can't imagine is nearly as interesting as the movie is. I had no idea it was based on a yeah. book. Um, but you know, no, you know what the worst version of this movie is? I'm sorry to keep stepping on you. Is fucking Rollerball. The James Khan yeah. movie that never ends. Yeah. That came out around the same time, didn't it? I didn't believe so, it? yeah. Because yeah. I used to get them too confused, believe it or not. But, like, before I saw them, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They have similar covers, like... I similar say aesthetic. That, I want to say that, like, the rollerball outfit is kind of similar-ish to what Frankenstein wears. He has, like, a spiked glove or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rollerball, at least in the poster. I don't know if I've ever actually seen the movie. Yeah, you're not um, so much. There's also the Chris, who's the kid from? They who's remade Oz it striker too. from yeah, fucking American re- Pie. Yeah, L. Cool J, Paul Heyman, and Chris. What the fuck is his name? Paul Heyman. Yeah, Paul Heyman. The yes, Paul Heyman. Guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in that movie. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. Um. Yeah, but this movie is fucking great. It's fantastic, and I wish more movies were like this. I mean. It's just like, let's have a lot of cool ideas and just make a movie and do it well. Like, and, you know, even like car racing stuff, like while it's not nearly as like dynamic or, you know, technically like impressive as some of the other movies that we watched, like it gets its point across and it looks good. I mean, you know it looks I mean? kind of slow comparatively because of the way well, it's he does shot, a lot of there's, he does a lot of ramp up stuff yeah, too. But it's also cartoony. There's the movie one is stunt in there where I think it's Machine Gun Joe when he's like the fisherman that thinks he's Frankenstein, so he's like yes. literally just trying to run. The where they have to drive off an embankment, and you see the whole car like almost fall almost apart when it hits the apart. ground. Yeah, dude, yeah. I love that scene because the fisherman doesn't even drop his fish. As he's no. running for his life. <laughs> it's like the movie does it for like a very serious like dystopia, also does not take itself seriously at all. It is like you said, a car. It's like fucking wacky races. Yeah. 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 It's it's interesting. It's you know, we've talked a lot about movies that like try to strike a very unique tone. And yeah. this is definitely one of those because it's like it's funny, but it's also like the the like world it's painting is very serious and like fucked up. Like, I don't know, it's interesting. Like just that alone is very like that's a sign of someone that's very competent in what they're doing and, and confident in what they're doing. Yeah. Like they able to pull this off. So yeah, it's a 10. I fucking love it. It's a fucking masterpiece. Uh, it's a great film. Uh, love it to death. So yeah, love it to death. Race 2000. Hey, um, um, so Sean, it is your pick. 
I'm just going to go ahead and pick Speed Racer because I've been yes. talking about it forever. So, and I think that's on HBO Max. I was going to pick the Jackie Chan Karate Car movie, but I'll save that for next January or whatever. Karate. Car. I've never seen the Speed Racer movie. Oh, you're in oh. for you're in for a treat. It's yeah, something so, else. I, so I'm excited to watch it again. It's, yeah. it's something. I don't. It's we're gonna have a lot to talk about. I'll it tell is you that. visually interesting, at yes. least. It was is Emil Hirsch is the mm-hmm. is the titular speed racer, yeah. and yeah. John Goodman is Pops. Um, yeah, I want to. I also say, know nothing. I've never seen the cartoon either. Is it oh, Timothy man. Oliphant is Racer X? There's no, somebody. It's boy, it's what's his name? Billy uh, Crudup. No, it's the guy that was the futuristic cowboy in Bone Tomahawk. I can't think of his fucking name. Oh, Matthew Fox. Fox. Is yeah. it Matthew Fox? I think it it's is Matthew Fox. I just looked it up. Yeah, yeah. I don't I think mean, he talks though. Or not yeah. much. So, how have you never seen the Speed Racer cartoon? I don't know, man. Oh my god, I used to watch it all the time. It was always on. Like, yeah, it was on cartoon like after Network. Danger Mouse. Yeah, Cartoon Network used to run it all the time. I mean, I just figured it was about a guy racing fast, and I was like, ah. I, get I mean, you're you're that. right. That is what it is. <laughs> Danger Mouse. Mach- who knows what that's going to be about? Macha go go, macha go go, macha go go go. <laughs> Ooh, directed version. by the Wachowskis. It is, it is yeah. 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 Oh boy. It's yeah, it's before something. those gals went off a uh, complete cliff. TJ, what the hell was the name of that anime? Like Ken the Cowboy or whatever. Remember we watched that YouTube video about it? Like, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck was that called? Oh, it was Ken something. It was amazing. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that that YouTube channel is brilliant. I can't think. It was it was Ken something, but like, yeah, that was the one where like. He like murdered all. He was like this little boy, but then like <laughs> like all the villains, he like murdered relentlessly for like, yeah. no reason. They played it for laughs, and the mm. animation was like four frames a minute. Like it was terrible. Yeah. But anyway, all, all right. right, Speed Racer next week. Yeah, uh, a movie a, a bit longer than eighty nine minutes. I'm sorry to report. I believe it's like two hours and fifteen minutes. Not even oh, 89 God. minutes, 79 minutes for Death Race 2000. Yeah, they couldn't One even get it to 90. Yeah, and like 90 minutes. Three minutes are violence history credits, so. Yeah. yeah. And lots and lots of titty. I don't think we uh, we really... Pr- you know what movie, you know movie how much good. titty there is in this movie. You know what movie is good when there's that much in it and we didn't bring it up once. Well, you know what it is? Once. It's because it's so ubiquitous you don't even think about it. It's yeah. you know what I mean. It's like you'd be like, oh, there's a lot of doors in this movie. Like, yeah, there's a lot of doors in every movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, the, movies, fact that, the fact that they, movies like, where people show up, dude, yeah. the '70s rule. What yeah. <laughs> when it comes like, to movies, can understand why uh, boomers get so defensive about the '70s. They really did have a, have it good with movies. They yeah. All right, everybody. All right. That's the show. Eat your own ass. Uh, go watch Death Race 2000. It's Do yourself a fucking favor. Shout yeah. out to... You said it's on Amazon now? It's on Prime? Yeah. And you can watch Death Race 2050 and like have a nice, fun night. Yeah, I want to I give a shout out to one of our listeners, a good a good doctor, a dear friend of mine, who who <laughs> confessed to us that he, before he listens to every episode, he watches the movie first. Oh, God. So that he can experience... He's also going through every episode of the show. The really? situation with us. Yeah. What an absolute year. Oh, my God. Just wait until he gets to nonstop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> that could be it for him. Oh, but anyway. He, yeah. He actually, uh, he he bought a copy of uh, Series 7. Series 7. Of us, that movie does happy. rule. Is this your, like, incredibly handsome doctor friend? Yes. Yeah. 
But yeah, a, he's just he's just yeah. which is a gem. That is, that is a beautiful man. If you're listening, what an absolute what an absolute yeah. chat. We're gonna bring, oh, yeah, we're gonna bring him on because I would love to hear his take on movies. Also, Absolutely. was that his wife that brought those cupcakes with the Oreos in them or whatever? Mm, no, yeah, I okay. Don't think so. That was some other friend of yours, then. Yeah, we, I got a lot of bakers in the mix. <laughs> <laughs> you love dogs in the fire. Uh, all right, everybody. See all you right. later. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.